Okay, welcome back to Bon Voyage, everybody, for part two of our uh, Bon Voyage ranking of these movies and our fond farewell season finale, yada, yada, yada. I'm Adam, and for (laughs) you, it's been a week, uh, but for us, it's been literally five seconds. Oh, yeah, I'm Rob. I forgot. This is weird. A little behind-the-scenes action. We haven't moved. (laughs) Uh, All right. We, as you know, left off with A View to a Kill, and we both have to give our... So we've got 12 to discuss, but on our own personal ranking, we've just got nine left, right? Yes, exactly. Uh, So, you know, yada, 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 intro, how was your week, blah, blah, blah. We're just going to get right back into it. (laughs) Yeah, right back into it. My number nine, Die Another Day. Discussion. Oh my God! I can't believe how high that is. You silly man. <laughs> uh, oh, double discussion oh, oh, oh. round because my number nine is Quantum of Solace. Very interesting. Hmm. I know. Very. Uh, what's the word that starts with C? Uh, controversial. <laughs> so of uh, both of these are hilarious yes. to have. Anyway, like a lot of people's least favorite is Quantum. But way more least favorite is Die Another Day. So I'll 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 start with Die Another Day. Then. Yes, you do it. This one for me, it's very high because it's very fun. I love Brosnan. I love zany, crazy stuff. I love all the nods in it. I love the villain, even though I, I don't I don't love the you know um, race change situation that happens. <laughs> you don't uh, like that somebody went white face. Poor I, I white people. No, I'm just teasing you. I, I know that that's not your point. Yeah, yeah, your point is taking yeah. away the role of a Korean person. Yeah, and even even that, I just like plot wise, I didn't care that much for it. I mean, I guess I guess I kind of like it. I like the character of Graves as like this. Uh, I like that it's almost like symbolizing the bad stuff. Like that's the whole point. It is kind of interesting. I'm but. so excited to promote this and be like, listen to Adam defend Spectre and die another day. <laughs> Welcome to the Bond community. I love it. Yeah. Uh, the, this is the one also where he is tortured throughout the title sequence, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm a big fan of that. Watching this one in our chronology makes it so much better. Just like it, it makes Skyfall mm. a little, Skyfall's already amazing, but it makes it a little bit better. But this one, as far as his relationship with M goes in the, in Skyfall, how they, she was like ready to have him killed basically. And let him die. And she even says, why didn't you take your cyanide? Threw it out years ago. (laughs) I I really liked, yeah, I loved the first 45 minutes of this movie. But I always do. And then it falls off the rails in a very, very abrupt, cold way. (laughs) Man. Reference to the Ice Palace. Yeah. Now I'm already feeling bad about putting Diamonds Are Forever beneath it. It's so bad at the end from ice and Halle Berry is so goddamn awful. But like the, the scene on the plane, are we watching fucking Iron Man? The guy's actually wearing an Iron Man suit and the fight is so, it's just so stupid. My least favorite part is probably the, the plane and stuff, but the ice palace is beautiful. You admitted it yourself. Yes. It's cool. I I don't hate that episode. (laughs) Yeah, no, uh, it's more so the stuff around it, I guess. And I don't like, Zhao, Diamond Face Man, and obviously the CGI tidal wave thing. 
I don't know, man. It's that's a tough one to defend. I love that you're doing it. Brozzy's great in it, and he's having a great time. He looks awesome. Oh, but he's actually wait. I take it back. I remember he's the fucking dialogue. His not even his quips. His what? What was the word I kept using? His like pith. Like none. He he went too far with what made Brozzy Brozzy in this one. He, he's just <laughs> like. Are you even talking or are you just looking in a mirror? But actually, in our chronology, it made sense because in our idea, he fully fucking lost his mind at this point. And then he, like, yeah, he exactly. had gone too far and yeah. then he was tortured and almost died. So his brain tripped a little bit. And then he was regrounded after killing Graves. And that's when he uh, got sent by M to Turkey to chase down that guy who stole the knock list. In Skyfall, <laughs> that's what we'll say. <laughs> that was just regrounding. Our chronology is wild, man. It is. I love it. That actually, yeah. you know, he maybe he took a little vacation. And now he's resettled. He's seen a therapist for you know a day or two, and then she sends him out there. And that's why he was so pissed that Bronson was down. And like he really he wanted to help his fellow agent. He's trying to do the right thing. And then M yeah. M after they they're finally. Uh, fixing their relationship and she fucking tells money punny to shoot him <laughs> yes yeah take, yeah take the bloody shot but anyway we'll get to we'll that get to later Skyfall yeah. after but yeah also man fucking not only did she have to make the worst bond song ever she demanded to have a cameo in it freaking madonna <laughs> like <laughs> you you actually like not the worst bond song ever yeah i like the song and i kind of like her cameo too and the fencing fight was really good oh man it Great was good film. if it made there were too many people there. They're straight up trying to kill each other. And then they just kind of laugh it off. Like, it's so weird. It's, it's a very confusing movie because it, I know that none of these really exist in our world, but they're really just like, you have to suspend disbelief so often. Like nobody behaves that way at a country club fencing thing. And then it's like, he's just an eccentric millionaire guy, I guess. But like he, I paused it a few times to get a picture of how crazy his face is. Like if Elon Musk did that, you'd know he's fucking crazy. Lock this guy up. He just tried to kill an agent. <laughs> the sword fight was too silly. I, I don't know. I might be yeah, over. I don't know. I don't know if you can criticize, you know, an, uh, a Bond movie for being unrealistic. Like, like other ones that you've defended are like way also like unrealistic. Like what? Like any underground lair and like but, gadget. But the underground lair stuff. is just for like everybody who's there knows about it. This guy's right in, like at some public place and he's supposed to be like a playboy guy. Like they're not but hiding why, it. Why they're, do you draw the line there? Right. Like I, you're like, Volca like lair in a volcano. I'll, I'll buy They're it. hiding. They're, Innocent bystanders at country club. I don't know. But what because about physics, it's not, man? Or like money or logic or. All like, that's easy. Can you put that, a lair in fine. a volcano? I, <laughs> that's yeah, easy. Easy to understand in that world, but. All right, and right before the friggin' fencing scene, why is there all of a sudden a pop song for the first time ever playing as the guy parachutes into London? Yes, okay, I know there's bad things about it too, but like... An invisible fucking me, like, car. <laughs> it's just too much. Yes. Friggin'... I, my point is mostly that I don't expect any of these to be that realistic. No, but the ones that are a bit better. Ones that are somewhat grounded, or at least, as I said, consistent in their own world. 
you know, like, although this one is that, it's crazy. Basically, not not quite from start to finish. Well, the very opening scene, who the hell infiltrates North Korea via surfboard? But so I could say it's crazy mm-hmm. from start to finish. Well, and they have like hovercraft tanks, right? Going over the mines. Love that scene. I, I like yeah. its uh, filter. I like how dark it is in the pre-title. Yeah, the whole pre-title into the title is. Yeah, yeah. No, there's there's a lot that I, that's why it went up one. I And it might even, honestly, right now, like I said, when we uh, started the list, I would rather watch Die Another Day than Moonraker or Thunderball, probably, maybe even yeah. some of the other ones that I have much higher. But it's just egregious on many levels as a film fan. Like, as just the film snob in me struggles to put it higher because it has so many obvious hiccups and flaws and just too too far too silly as both a film fan and a bond fan it just went like you you mentioned the nods Mm -hmm. like those aren't they're not cleverly done whatsoever like in uh, honor majesty's secret service after he quits he opens his drawer and kind of goes through a few things and he's thinking about his former missions instead of just picking up he touched the friggin' poison blade from from Russia with love. It's just stupid. Like it's like a gag. It's like an improv team had uh, what do you call it? like a set in Q's office. Now go be funny about James Bond, and it's like it was improv. That's how bad the dialogue was too. It's it's funny. Like with stuff like this, it it kind of comes down to just did you like it? Because it's like I liked it like that stuff so it was good to me and you didn't like it so it wasn't good to you right like it's it's that's why it's so funny when people go on about what's the best and worst in like some kind of objective argument because it's like man that's sometimes you just like things and like i'm full of shit completely like because as you said (laughs) i'm all over the place like why am i so like that with this one in principle then i can't let go of some things that they do but with other ones i'm totally okay with it like it's all over the place yeah exactly it's funny you saying i don't know it's it's an intangible thing for me it's really like well that's what this whole podcast (laughs) has been trying to figure out what it is that i love because it's kind of all over the place because it's not just about enjoying it because i can sit back and enjoy die another day too although the scene in Cuba when he first meets Halle Berry and their friggin' lines when they're ordering drinks and they're just so bad. It's so cringy. I hate that kind of pithy dialogue when they're not even really trying. It's like they're trying to act bad. They're both good actors. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to do the Austin Powers version of James Bond. And it bugs me, I guess. But, you know, that's just the thing, though. Like anytime you watch a movie, you bring with you all of your memories and associations with everything you've ever seen, mm-hmm. you know? So like, cause I, like when we watched that, I didn't, I wasn't turned off by their dialogue and that I thought it, I thought it was fine. I mean, I wouldn't go defending saying it was, you know, should be like Nobel prize yeah. worthy or <laughs> Nobel. something, but Nobel prize for film. <laughs> um, no, for, for dialogue, the poetry, it, man. I see. Yeah. It, I do find yeah. my inner film snob coming out with it. I'm like, that's just lazy. That's just a bad choice. And mm-hmm. same with what were we, uh, tomorrow never dies. It's not, it's all about checking boxes. And if they're trying to push anything, it's just bad action like the tidal wave thing, they're not really bringing anything new to the table. And one of the critiques Craig gets, Craig's movies get, is they try, they fixate too much on callbacks to the old ones, which I don't agree with. But this one, it's all about that. 
So they're piggybacking on a bunch of old funny things without bringing anything new at all, except for worse acting, worse dialogue, and CGI. <laughs> I I don't know. I I don't want to keep on defending it because again, I I've only seen all these movies once. I I can't. I'm just te- like this is just how I feel about it, and I don't I don't care enough to like well, you know defend. Again, I'm completely full of shit because the next one is Quantum of Solace, which a lot of people don't like, and I have it at number nine. So, and I defend yeah, this one. Explain all the time. yourself. <laughs> uh, there's not a frame really in this movie that I don't like. I and it's short. It's like an hour and forty minutes. It's one of my favorite ones to just put on. He's awesome in it. It's like a Bourne movie. This is like the one that's most like a good action, fast paced, pretty emotional. It's got some great shots. One of my favorite Craig moments is when he uh, uh, when he gets back to the hotel after the spy who loved me nod. When he and the lady walk through the desert and he gets back to the hotel and he goes up to the hotel room and M's there waiting for him and Strawberry Fields is dead, soaked in oil or whatever. And she takes his gun yeah. and everything away. And she's sort of talking and it's slow motion. He's basically being escorted out and he takes him unarmed, takes out like six dudes in the elevator, goes back up, hops over a railing and then confronts her like 30 seconds after being arrested. And she's just like, Jesus Christ, James, there's a capture kill order. Out on you. What are you doing? Like, why are you so goddamn good and persistent? <laughs> and, that one, like I, I look at Quantum and Casino basically, as you know, as like an ex- Quantum is an extension of Casino Royale. It's his origin story, and that's when he becomes yes. certainly Craig's Bond. But even in our chronology, it helps solidify his incorruptible character. Like he goes rogue and does, he knows what he has to do. He has to go mm-hmm. stop this asshole green guy from you know. Whatever the mission is, like it's one of the times he goes rogue that I completely love, and it's not necessarily for a personal thing. He already has the information on uh, Vesper's killer. This isn't about that; it's about doing the mission. So I love that. Uh, the opera scene is so good. Mathis is back. I love Mathis. The opening car chase is one of my favorite car. Uh, I'm not a big car chase guy, but it's short. It's like a two-minute visceral, amazing car chase. Uh, I love the sound editing in it because there's a lot of times where like the action all of a sudden just goes mute and there's just like a little bit of uh, score and you don't hear the guns going mm-hmm. off. I love it's, it's kind of it's it's a bit of an art film. So I really dig it. And again, how short it is. I love that you can do it. It's like a long yeah. episode of an HBO show. It's it's just it's really quick. <laughs> it's over an hour shorter than No Time to Die. <laughs> Yes, yeah. I do really like this one. I think, like you mentioned, it goes really well with Casino Royale, watching them together. The only reason it's lower down for me is that, I, like, there's great moments, but I feel like overall, I just, I didn't care about the, the like, it in general. Like, the, the it just, it's kind of a wash. Yeah. Like, the, you have chases, and it's kind of, it happens, and I, I don't really care about the villain. I don't really care about the, the character. Like, I care about Bond, but that's kind of it. To me... It's, well, it's personal. It's like, uh, for me, it's an important character development chapter in Bond's life. That's why I love this one. And like the end when he encounters Yusuf or whatever his name was, Vesper's fake boyfriend who uh, was turning the Canadian agent there. 
and he doesn't kill her and ends with i need you back 007 i've never left like yeah the ending is good and the like yeah the moments with m and everything yeah it's niche though like you're this isn't one of those ones that i don't know like my sister who doesn't watch bond movies like recommend one to me i wouldn't do quantum Unless you're going to watch Casino Royale first and wanted to watch like yeah. several. It, it, it's a niche one, but it's one of my favorites for sure. Yeah. I, th- I think it's great within the Craig arc, mm. but outside of that, I, yeah. As a one-off, the only good thing kind of about it as a one-off is that it's short and sweet <laughs> yeah. in a way, you know? It also, like it has several, like I said, uh, Spy Who Loved Me nods, which I like. It does Like the them walking through the desert in their nice clothes and like... Uh, you don't care about this part, but the few action nods, action scenes that are pulled right from it, which I like a lot. I love. Um, we've discussed it before. The earth, air, fire, water set pieces is kind of neat. Yeah. They had a water scene, a, a desert scene, sky scene, uh, and the fire. But even that I wish was better. Because I, I, I thought about that when I was reflecting on this one. And I don't like the... Like the water chase is like speedboats in a harbor. It's not like a big, beautiful oh, man. sea or something. To right? me, it's like, better than the, well, you agree. It's better than the live and let die boat one. It's, I no, love, and again, agree, that was, but the water scenes I like was like for your eyes only. Sure. That's beautiful I, water. Scene. I find this, this chase particularly visceral as well. Like how he uses the, the anchor to pull the guy out and she's in, I, I can't describe it obviously because it's so hard to follow chases, but it's visceral to me anyway. And how it ends again with that sound thing that they do. One of the boats just kind of blows up and flies away. And then all the sound effects drop and it's just score that slowly comes in. It's just, I don't know. It's a bit more, they're trying to do something different, which I always kind of like. Yeah. And I do like that part of it. Yeah. It's, and he's funny in it. Yeah. His humor is, it it was 13 for me. It's pretty, it's still, it's almost, it's, it's right in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. And I, Again, to the evolution or development of his character, how he's so cold at the start of it, just dead-faced, and he keeps killing people. And M's like, Jesus, he's killed him. Ah, oh, he's killed another one. Like when he first goes to Haiti and he's supposed to investigate this guy, find him and invest, you know, follow him or whatever. But they have that really visceral fight up in the hotel room and he stabs him in the leg and he knows he gets his artery. And he just sort of like looks up. He's like, fuck <laughs> he, like i can't tell if he's sad or what but i know that there's inner conflict going on like craig brings just something completely else to this role that nobody else yeah. like that's why i love i love him so much and he's great in it and yeah. looks good and is how he, he is uh, uh, as we talked about favorite. in no time to die uh how much more emotionally is you need this one to get there because when he like dumps Mathis in the dumpster, how cold he is. But he wouldn't do that later on. Like that was a part of his learning how to deal with being an agent or whatever. Learning how to deal with all this death and mm-hmm. betrayal and shit. It's just, yeah, it's a very key character development movie for him. It's not just another I mission. Agree. It's a character development one. I, which, you know, I had never actually <laughs> conceptualized that or actually put it into yeah, words. Yeah. But I'm realizing now that's why I love it so much. Uh, where are we? Your number eight, buddy. My number eight is The World Is Not Enough. Twine. That'll be a discussion round, right? Didn't I say that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most will be here coming up, I would imagine. My number eight, first time on the board, is Goldeneye. Okay. Okay, yeah. 
So the world is not enough. Uh, I had it at 14. You had it at eight. Mm-hmm. I used to have it higher and I don't remember why, but something about it the last time when we watched it there a month or two ago rubbed me a bit more the wrong way. I guess it's just hard to get past Dr. Christmas Jones, maybe. But I, I quite enjoy this movie. It's solid mid-pack. I'm always happy to watch it. It's it's one that I watch the most. It's He's awesome in it. He's like a lot of act. Uh, people say the third movie is the best because Goldfinger, Spy Who Loved Me, The World's Not Enough, mm-hmm. Skyfall. Like they're, they've done it twice now. They know the role. Like he's really just their peak, whatever it is that they bring to it. He's very, very brazy but not, you know, over the top, a parody of himself like he is in Die Another Day. I, I really like him in this. And the plot is uh, a little questionable since it's about, you know, making sure that they get oil rights, the good guys get the oil rights and whatnot. I guess he's trying to save Turkey in the end, which is or Istanbul. That's always worthwhile. <laughs> hmm. And it's a personal mission for M was in that series of movies that we watched because it was her friend that was murdered and the daughter ends up... She's... Oh, uh, Sophie Merceau, the villainess, is very good in it. Lots of great action. Longest pre-title sequence. Why did you put it so high? I'm just talking while you eat your dinner. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, No, I was like, yeah. Listen to Rob talk, eat my dinner. Um, (laughs) I like it... so, So the plot... For me, I, I find very compelling. I remember when we watched this, we talked a bit about the um, the role is not enough, like the name of the movie and how that relates to the villainess and her villain henchman guy and how he, you know, can't really live. So he's trying to save the world for her. And I found, I found that weirdly compelling for like a nine, 90s action yep. brazy movie kind of thing. Um, and it's a personal mission for M. And there's that part where Bond you know, kills the villainess who's the daughter of M's friend and M's right there. And it's very like, that's emotional. Yeah. But at the same time, it's a Brosnan movie. So it's also fun and exciting and silly. And yeah, let's talk about that moment for a second. How, what do you think's going through Dame Judy's M when, cause it's such a complicated relationship with her M and Bond. So he just saved her. He's about to save the day. And he straight up executed that woman. Um, and there's the shot of M looking at him like, is it Jesus? What have I done creating this monster? But also, God damn, he is one efficient machine that I made. And like to fast forward in Skyfall, <laughs> when she says, at least I did one thing, right? Making this agent. Um, which in our chronology works because she's the one who recruited him back in Casino Royale. <laughs> well, and I think the thing, it, it shows her character development, right? Like, she is hardened by the time we get to Skyfall. Even Die Another right? Day, the next one, she's harder. But yeah, she gets... Yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah. So she's, it's, it's been personal for her. She's made hard calls and she is strong enough to handle it, right? And I think this is an example of, of part of what puts her in that state as she oh, has man. to go through this. God, now that we're uh, we're two post her, I can really reflect on just how fucking aw- like she's still M to me has been because we only had Spectre. Mm-hmm. We've only now we have two, and I love Ray Fiennes, 
but man, she's she's M. She's so good. She's, Bernard, yeah, she's so good. Bernard Lee's obviously great, but it's a whole other thing. Like M is much less mm-hmm. of a character in those old ones, even though she's not in it a lot with the Brazy ones. Much more so with Craig, but he, she's still uh, much more of a presence, and she's really good in that one. Obviously, she takes a because uh, what's her name in it? Um, Electra asks M to come out, right? Yes. To, so she's like actually yeah. on this on the scene in this one and kidnapped or imprisoned and all that. Yeah, she's yeah. so good. Yeah, exactly. M has to actually have stakes in it. Yeah. Where like Bernard Lee never had. No, like, he, he was never His life danger. was never in danger. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Valentine's in it. Old Robbie Hagrid. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I freaking love Hagrid. Yeah, he's so good. And he has more of a role in this one than he does in Goldeneye, but he's introduced in Goldeneye. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's good. Great underwater finale action scene. Yes. Yeah. We often talk about how the, this one was confusing because you think that, what was his name? Renard. You think that he's the villain through most of it. And then you find out he's really mostly the henchman. And it's like the most peak uh, example of the henchman outliving the, the villain you know how that often yeah, happens yeah. but he has like the quick dispatch of the villain in this one just an execution and then the big epic fight is actually with the henchman this is that's really hard to argue he's he's half the villain in this one he's much more than your typical hench person well it's it's all re- related to the times and and the the meta context because we basically got a twist that she's the villain, he's the henchman yeah. in terms of a lot of the structure of it. And it's a woman, right? The first major woman villain, is that yeah. true? Uh, unless you count Kleb, which was way back in From Rush With Love. Yeah. She's sort and of she's... the... Ma- her and Kronstein, I think his name was, are sort of the masterminds of this plan. And I know Blofeld is always the ultimate villain, but he's really barely in it. So I would, I often yeah. put, like, she's not the henchman. Red Grant's the henchman and from Russia with Love. I, I think she's the villain of that. Kronstein's right. like the planner. But, yeah, unfortunately, there are very few female villains. Like, I, I keep waiting for them mm-hmm. to hire Tilda Swinton, but. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, I know. She's my dream villain for sure. And, yeah, pretty good uh, theme song. Like I said, it's the No Time to Die follows in its pre-title sequence footsteps with like the two different ones that result in about a half hour pre-title mm-hmm. yeah 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 i i like it it's you know it's solid mid-pack for me but and, I, and i'm happy with it there i don't love it but i'm always happy to watch it i no, i do love it <laughs> what am i saying i love all these things but yeah. uh so you had it at nine that's that's a nice high placement for it at eight eight sorry yeah, yeah. well the brosnans are yeah higher some of my favorites you're so this aggregate is so funny. Anyway, so number we're in our top 10 now for the aggregate. That was number 10. So uh, what is your number seven? My number seven is Casino Royale. Really? Yeah. This one hurt a little bit, but I just I don't know yet. And it will bounce around a lot. And honestly, I just forgot when I was doing my top five or six to even include it. Number seven is No Time to Die for me oh yeah and that might move it might go up it might go down i don't know i've only seen it twice and it's just it's too fresh but i put that at number to say i know it's going to be in my top 10 it like it and it's probably higher but i'm looking at the next six on my list and 
I love them all so much. It's going to be hard. Like these have been my top six. They've all bounced around a lot, but they've been up there forever. And it's going to be really it's hard, hard when you get to the top. It yeah. is. And picking favorites, man, the forest in Norway and the Cuba sequence, that opening Matera and, uh, that finale, it's going to be, you know, very possible that no time to die squeezes a few further up. It might even get up to yeah. one or two one day. It's just, I need to sit on it a little while longer. So right now it's, well, we're not going to talk about it. It's seven for me. Yes. So Casino Royale and No Time to Die are both on the board. What is your number six? My number six is Golden Eye. Double discussion round. My number six is Dr. No. Number six. How, well, okay. We'll talk about Golden Eye first. Yep. Um, Goldeneye, I love so much. Mm. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. for some reason, like a year or two ago when I was <laughs> watching them again, Goldeneye dropped a bunch for me. I watched it and I was like, why does everybody love this? I don't get it. And The World Is Not Enough jumped ahead of it for me as my number one Brazi. And then when we rewatched mm. them, in the order that we did anyway, we just came off like a bunch of Roger Moores, right? And it was like yes, the yeah. start of our next chapter kind of thing. And I was like, God damn, is this what it felt like in 95 when he came in? Like, it's so good. Yeah, yeah, it's, exactly. It's still quite formulaic. See, I, I thought it was, when I watched it a couple of years ago, it felt so different compared to the other ones. Like, the mood is different. It's it's very much like what Craig did eventually. Like, it almost feels like a reboot itself as much as Casino Royale does because it's so freaking yeah. different. He's so much more physical than Roger Moore was. Even, like, Dalton's pretty physical, but in a different way. I don't know. He's so, uh, in GoldenEye, I feel like that guy can do anything. He's so dynamic. He can yeah. do the action scenes and he wears that tux like it's nobody's business. He's more confident than Roger Moore, I feel. Competent or confident? Confident and competent. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> he, he's maybe. he's really got it all in this one, and he's a bit more serious and dark than he is later. And like, yeah, yeah, the emotion between him and his ex boyfriend Alec. <laughs> Fans of the show will know what I mean. <laughs> I love when it's personal and when it's funny and when it's fun, and this has all of that. Friggin. Stuff. Tank chase through St. Petersburg? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Which, yeah, I know you're not big on, and neither am I, but the ones that are good are friggin' awesome. And that is a really good one. Yeah. And yeah, Valentine's so good. Great chemistry with the with the shrink lady and great chemistry with um, Money Penny. And man, that first scene in M's office, where I think you're a misogynistic, whatever, dinosaur, yes. a relic of the Cold War. Yeah, and you're just an analyst. Like their their chemistry is awesome, and they're you know evolving trust or whatever. Yeah, and the meta narrative to that all too of the series acknowledging its own misogyny and and beginning yeah. the growth stages and of that. In our chronology, it's great because they can have a past. Like she can have recruited Bond, but then she went off to do something else, and there had been two or three other M's in the meantime. She was like stationed in Hong Kong doing something, and then comes back and says, all right, it's time to grow up. You're a relic of the Cold War. It's time to get on board. I know you've had some men bosses lately, but I'm back. Listen to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it works in both a good one. how it was and, and our chronology. But yeah, the the friggin' damn jump, great pre-title. Tina Turner belting out that awesome theme. And it came out the year I was born. All right. Your birth bond. My birth bond. Yeah, good villain, good 
ha, you know, Oromov is oh, cool. Oh, and uh, Boris. Boris. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Boris. Yeah. I really, Natalia was my favorite Bond girl for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause she's pretty confident, sexy, smart, she, but I think when we watched it, she was less like she's cool until she and Bond get together. Like she was cool in the in her job in her own capacity, and then when she's in Russia until she's kidnapped by Boris and Ormov or whatever. I'm friggin' uh, on a top. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, but the um, she held held her own. The the what's her name? The blonde woman. Natalia. Natalia, because I remember like there were some times where like Bond was around and she wasn't as, you know, independent or whatever. But then like when they break in at the end, she like yeah. solves it. And at any point she was all, the day. even when they're both infiltrating the, like, the satellite base there in Cuba, uh, when they're together, she's not great. But when she's off on her own and Bond is doing another thing, she's always great on her own. She was great. But together she was yeah, still just yeah. sort of like just swooning for him. <laughs> yeah. Like he has like some kind of aura around him that yeah yeah i mean i mean incapacitates fair enough right (laughs) yeah i'm sure you know what that's like (laughs) (laughs) sure yeah big big fan of goldeneye plus you know video game blah 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 that's been discussed enough yes so yeah then my number six was dr no yeah the original you had it It was 15 so my big question for this one is because yeah i had it at 15 Mm -hmm. My question for you for this one is how much of your love of this one is that it's the first one? You would think that would be the case, but it keeps getting higher and higher over the years. I actually almost had this one higher today when I did it. Similar to Quantum, it's quick. Like I see why they did this one as the first one because it's also a really easy plot. It's super easy to follow. It's just one, you know, uh, an agent's killed down in Jamaica. Bond has to go investigate and he picks up where that guy left it's an uh specters introduced um i don't know it's complicated it's so it's simple it's beautiful i do love the history of it he's sean connery is so awesome and cool and not at all a dick in this one and he's like a really good detective Mm -hmm. like you know one of my favorite parts in these movies is bond in a hotel room and this is like this sets it this is the first one and he does it so well when he sets his hair against the crack in the closet and he does the powder on his briefcase and all that stuff and he he goes through the crime yeah. scene and actually investigates and he they do all the code stuff he's being a real spy i love spy flicks iconic like when his first dinner with a villain so yes it's a lot of firsts i guess but it's also yes i like th- I like the pacing. Like it's really quick. It's a fast movie. Like it feels like you're only halfway through what a normal one would be. And they're on their way to Crab Key Island. And you know, that's, that's where Dr. Knows Lair is or whatever. Uh, so I like the pacing. I don't know. It could just be, it's not nostalgia though. Cause I didn't like it as a kid. I found it boring. Mm-hmm. I just really find it like at any point I can watch it. Like a lot of these, you got to be in the right mood. I would watch this basically whenever I, there's not much I don't like about it. It's a little dated with like, like they're not dated as far as themes and racism and sexism and all that. There's a little bit, but not nearly as much as some of his other ones, but with uh, the budget they had, like there's some really bad, awkward cuts and like obvious sets, like wetsuits that weren't really wetsuits because nobody could ever notice because the, you know, they didn't have such thing as 4k and Blu-ray back then. 
but I actually, I find that endearing. Like, I just love the balls they had in 62. Like, Dr. No's lair. A lot of people find it boring, but, like, when Bond is wearing the biohazard suit. Yes. And, like, pacing through that huge room with all those panels and, like, just how much time they yeah. took to slowly pan and show all these huge sets that they built. That's I'm a sucker for all of that. And I'm not bored by it. And, again, the speech with... Dr. No, or like the, the dinner with Dr. No, when he offers Bond to abandon MI6 and join Spectre. It's just, it's perfect for laying the groundwork of who that character is, him refusing that and just like kind of laughing him off. Like, ah, oh, world domination, same old story. Like, you're just another idiot. You're just another whiny little guy who thinks he's smarter than he is. And the West doesn't want... In a want... long line of small men. Exactly. Which we're going to come to with no time yeah. to die. It laid the groundwork for that. Where Bond just... Not only does he defeat them, he takes the piss out of them. Like, you're just a guy who nobody wants mm. overcompensating by killing a bunch of people to make you feel good. And I'm going to ruin your fucking day and save the day and get the girl. <laughs> And look good doing it. And yeah, I don't yeah. Know, it sets the stage for all of that in a not obnoxious way at all. But but again, that's why I mentioned like uh, it's the first one. So it's hard to not look at it in that context. Because yeah. you, you mentioned so many things about how it does everything the first time. It sets the stage for stuff. It's the example and it's the how ballsy they were at the very yep. beginning and all this stuff. And it's all just because it was the first, basically. Basically. A lot of it is that, but it's also because it was the first, it was more subtle. Yes. And there is something to be said for, like I said, with Goldfinger versus Spy Who Loved Me, being the first does make it better because then you're just... Like there's some respectful nods and there's some like paying homage to, and then there's just straight up you're lazy and you're doing the same thing over and over again, which I shouldn't go down that road because that's 25 fucking movies of James Bond. But to me, the good ones are ones that do something different or have a new spin or whatever, not just doing the exact thing. So being the first to do a thing does inherently for me, make it a bit better. And in this case, yeah. it's because it's a bit more subtle. Like so many James Bond movies, the villain captures them, feeds them, gives them a nice suit, and they have a big dinner together, and it's never explained. And they only do it because Dr. No did it. And Dr. No, it actually makes sense because he was whining and dining him and asking him to join Spectre. Like, it, it actually made sense in this one. But yeah. eventually, it became a parody. Like, why not just fucking kill him? I mean, like, it, <laughs> it almost became, like, just because that's what a nice villain does. That's what a nice host does, is have you over for dinner first. But like oftentimes the villain yeah. didn't have an ulterior motive. It was just straight up, I don't know, trying to beat him with intelligence as well. Or I, I, I don't know, play mind games with Bond, I guess. But this one, it, yeah. the subtlety really works. Like Man with a Golden Gun. Yeah, that was a competition thing. That one worked for me because he wanted to best him. At his own. He didn't want to snipe him when he first arrived on that beach he wanted to actually beat him in a fair fair and square match much to his uh he's hoisted sure. by his own petard there for sure anyway I, so I, dr no for me i i agree with a lot of the stuff about um the subtleness and it, and, it, and it's it's before the the franchise gets like bogged down with itself and with its own uh gimmicks and expectations and everything which is it's more pure yeah but f for me it's it's the awkwardness of it being the first one is also there, right? Where I feel like, and we're going to talk about it soon, but the second one uh, outshines it by quite a, quite a bit for me. Yeah, it used to me as well, and still does some days.
it's clearly it's above mm-hmm. it for me. I I like for much yes, for love more. Exactly. So should we move on to our number fives? Did you have anything more with Dr. No? No. My number five is From Russia With Love. <gasps> Speak of the devil. Adam. My number five is From Russia With Love. <laughs> we did it at number five. Oh, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And we both feel like almost the same about this movie. So that's fantastic. All right. Well, this is where my aggregate makes no sense because that means it's number seven, but we both had it at number five. <laughs> I guess it does because the ones that we I like more than you do yeah. weight that one higher or whatever. But that's funny. Exactly. That, yeah. I guess, no, that does mathematically totally make sense. It's just funny in this case. Uh, oh, that's great. We agree. Moving on. No, nah, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I was, I was just talking about this, basically, that this one, it's the purity and the subtlety of Dr. No, but with the budget mm. and with the experience and the wisdom from having done that one already. It's also much, for me, it takes two or three movies for them to establish the formula. And Goldeneye establishes what would later be like the more famous ones, the quips and whatnot. Well, Goldfinger? What did I say? Goldeneye. I meant Goldfinger. With uh, a lot of what people, the general public know to be the formula of a Bond movie. Uh, Goldfinger did it. For this one, like the grant, the scale of what a Bond movie could be was established. And the travel log, like he's in turkey and he's on the orient express he's like in dr no it's just jamaica yeah. this one he's all over the place and like they actually shoot in those mosques in turkey and they're on the streets in turkey and it's yeah it's so beautiful and bold and they're they're out in those fields being chased by a helicopter and uh yeah 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 it's so much it's like an epic compared to dr no i mean i know that there are more later where they travel even more but talk about laying the groundwork for what's to come as far as uh shooting on location goes and the scale of a bond movie yeah that's why it's kind of like peak cool spy movie for me because they do they have the money and they're able to do all the shooting on location it's very beautiful the pacing is still slow and subtle and and cool and the plot is you know it's a spy mission they're trying to steal this object and smuggle it yeah very train and stuff like that with a cool little twist that the i guess the main twist that nobody's aware of is that specter's behind the whole thing but they like mi6 knows it's a trap but they do it anyway and tanya yeah doesn't know she's being played but uh anyway uh like it's easy twists to follow like it's it's not overly convoluted it's a nice it's a nice plot with twists that are easy to get. And uh, she's great for 1963. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. It was one of the Sean Connery's that doesn't have like cringy, egregious moments in it that I can remember anyway. Right. Yeah. I And Red Grant, who's like the peak hench person. Yeah, and exactly. Spectre training island, the first train fight, Rosa Klebb and her poison knife shoe. Get to see Blo- right. Blofeld's arm for the first time. That awesome chess match. There's yeah, there's so much. And yeah, everything you just said. Like it's an actual it's a 60s Cold War spy film. Yeah, yeah. Kennedy's favorite. That was uh it was his favorite novel, and it was rumored that was why they made it second. <laughs> 
Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. And he saw it. He saw it a screen in a screener at the White House just a few weeks before he was killed. Oh, wow. It, it's probably the last movie he saw. <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, wow. And yeah, it's a lot of people's favorites. Like it's Daniel Craig's favorite, Timothy Dalton's favorite, and like a lot of film critics' favorites. It's uh, mm-hmm. uh, Lois Maxwell and Sean Connery's favorite one that they did together. Um yeah, it's just he's so good and he's so friggin' cool. Their scene is yeah. great when he uh, he writes from Russia with love on the uh, yes. whatever he gives her. Yeah, and we get the first yeah. him going in the office and throwing the hat on the rack and all of that. Yeah, it's so good. I think on a, if you were ranking these by like certain um, features and stuff, this one would be the top of a lot of lists. Oh like yeah, for cl- classic like cool old movies like it's the best old one in general it's the best one in like that like 50 years for me or whatever right not 50 <laughs> 30 years yeah it, it was my number one for a while like when i was peak film snob rob <laughs> but it's peak not film snob rob yeah it's not the one that i well the next four if i like so when I'm in my top five, they're like desert island ones. Like these are ones that it would be hard to, if, you know, you could only ever have one again. Yeah. These are the five that I would have to think about. Yes. Like I can, I want to have all of these forever, but if you can only have one Bond movie, these are the five I'm juggling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. When it gets to the top, it's hard to order them. I mean, the whole thing is hard. I've just been saying the whole time. It's hard to rank. Yeah. Ones, and, and as always, the list could be different any other day or even later today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What, are we forgetting anything with From Russia With Love? Probably, but that's all right. I love, man. Well, we often talk about tra- not just train fights, but trains. And so much of this movie takes yeah. place on that friggin' train. And it's so good. There's something about trains for me. And I, and I said it before, but like, Literally, the Paper Mario, the Thousand Year Door video game, there's the whole chapter of the game that's on a train, <laughs> and it's a murder mystery. And I, I don't know. I don't know if it's just that that makes me love it. There must be something else when I was even younger than that. But Yeah. Friggin' love and, train scene stuff. And I love the elegance of the train. Like, I mean, I know that is a part of the Bond formula, is uh, a look into, a peek into that upper class. Like, the, the elegance of it all in that dining car, and they... What did he say? Oh, red wine with fish. I should have known. Like, yes, yeah. <laughs> that, that's how he figured out, or he should have known that Grant was bad. Um, but yeah, the dinner cart is so cool. The, I mean, that whole goddamn train sequence is so good. And then of course the fight. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we could sing from Russia with Love's praises all day. Yeah. This is a good time to mention that we have an episode on each one of these movies. Oh yeah, we do. If you guys want to hear more about <laughs> any of these. That's right. Our thoughts. And my first impression. Yes, that's right. Good, good point. Uh, all right. What is your number four, my friend? My number four, um, and I'm hesitant to even say this to you, mm-hmm. is Skyfall. Mm, interesting. No worries, man. That's nice. That's number four. That's pretty high. Yeah, it's pretty high. Yeah. But you're not going to like what it's under. I can't, oh, my God. We haven't, we'll, we'll get to that. We haven't discussed Spectre. That's hilarious. <laughs> anyway uh i don't hey i love it i love seeing an outrageous list it it makes me excited like whenever i see other people's rankings and they're so all over the place all i want to do is have a conversation with them and figure out why you love that one more 
Like I, I just love it. Yeah, I, yeah. That's what I love. Like that's why I get so mad when people say real Bond fans or this one's bad and this one's good. I'm like, that's yeah, so yeah. fucking stupid and not. It's so judgmental. According to some people, I'm a I'm some kind of fake ass Bond fan. Well, exactly. Like, which it's, is so, it's so exclu- exclusionary, right? Like, g- it's gatekeeping. It's exactly it's, what? Yeah, it's in, it's insane. Like, be curious, not judgmental. Like Ted Lasso and Walt Whitman yeah. before him. Be curious, not judgmental. Like, it's lovely when someone's list is completely backwards from yours. Like, it excites me. I, like, what am I missing, or what happened in your life that makes you love this, or whatever? Like, it, I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck happened to you to make you like that movie? Uh, like, exactly. <laughs> you alien. Any, anyway. So, what, what's your number four? My number four, I don't like to say either, but is Casino Royale. So, we're discussing Casino Royale. That was mm-hmm. also, like, all, again, all of these, my top five have bounced around. Actually, my number three is kind of new to being this high. It used to be a different one. But anyway, uh, Casino Royale had been my favorite, and I liked it more than Skyfall for quite a while, but it is now, it's moved down a little bit. So it's our number six. You had it at Mm -hmm. seven. I had it at four. I think it's all around possibly the best of the, like if I'm just talking across like an aggregate of reviews and quality and drama comedy good storytelling good acting and the most amount of people could enjoy it it might be the best one as far as that goes like mass appeal yeah high quality i do have the sensation that it's one of the most solid it might be the most solid yeah whatever i mean by that I, yeah i i think that's what i'm trying to say like it's just so friggin' good and so good at what it was doing Re- resetting the franchise after die another day like re yeah recalibrating everything telling the origin story of them completely reimagining what this character can do i mean i know dalton teased it a little bit and craig's got some of the coolness of connery but like the chip on his shoulder element, he really brought in his, like, like he's a tourist in that world. Like how Vesper says, um, yeah, you wear all these designer things, but the way you wear it with such disdain tells me you didn't actually come from money. He does that better. Like, and when you hear Daniel Craig talk about it, he didn't want to do the role. The producers wanted him to do it. They sought him out. And then when he, like everybody said, you got to do this, you got to do this. And when he finally got it, how much he delved into the books, into what the character actually is, the shit that he brought to this role and in this film in particular. Like, yeah, you, you feel all of that when you're watching it. So many people who were involved in this movie, Jeffrey Wright too, uh, who plays Felix. He, um, his agents came to him and said, do you want to do the new Bond movie? And he initially was like, no, not at all. And he's like, wait, is it Felix Leiter? And they were like, yeah. He's like, oh, fuck yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> Because he was a big oh, fan really? growing up too, yeah. And when they, when all of them saw the script and saw what they were doing, they all sunk their teeth into it and tried to turn off the press and just made this awesome movie. I guess because after Die Another Day, everyone would have a weird impression about like, oh, you, you want to do the next Bond movie? And you're like, well, if it's anything like that last one, I don't know. Exactly. But <laughs> And up until that point... Daniel Craig hadn't really been a leading man. He like layer cake was uh, not big. It was like a cult classic indie kind of indie and has gotten a bit more popular just because he's so popular, but nobody wanted him to be bond. Like he exceeded 
like the press was so horrible on him. A blonde Bond, an unknown, blah, blah. Like everybody wanted Clive Owen or Henry Cavill or some known chiseled British guy. And yeah, how sure. far he exceeded expectations. Right from the first frame, that black and white car pulling up to that place in Prague. And the first time we see Bond. Man. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm talking about it and I'm already like, man, this might be my number one. And like to make a poker game exciting <laughs> and the torture scene. And it's really yeah. hard for me to pick between Tracy and Vesper for my favorite Bond girl. She is so frigging good. I, like she's the better actress. She might not be the better character, but she's so frigging good. There, there's not a lot of secondary even primary characters in Bond movies, even Bond himself. It's not often where a character where you're looking at decisions being made in their eyes or like depths and layers of their character. Do you know what I mean? They're just, I have to be scared now. So I'm scared or I'm happy now. So I'm happy, but like she's doing shit with her eyes and she's, she's such a complex character. you can tell that she knows that there's layers to what's going on with her character and the relationships and, and stuff like that. And right. It, she, she read the whole script. Yeah. Yeah. On first watch, it's, it was hard for me to appreciate that. Exactly. Yeah. But on, cause I, I did get to watch this one again and I, and you get a lot more of that. Right. Through the, the whole time around. Yeah. How tortured she is through the whole thing and just drop yeah. dead and their, their shower scene. Where, uh, oh, well, that's what that one resonates so much more on the second one because it's not just that she's witnessed death and stuff like that, or it's it's like the weight of everything. Yeah, kinda yeah, comes yeah. and crashes in at that moment that she's going through. Yeah, yeah. You also see like so Craig took a lot of uh, like he got involved in this. Like he he decided if he's doing it, he wants to play a part in it, and I, I guess he and. Uh, Martin Campbell, the director, butted heads a few times, but in the end, they always agreed. Uh, Craig made a lot of suggestions, and one of them was that shower scene. Like in the script, I guess she's supposed to just be showering, and he goes in, kind of like in many mores, but in Skyfall when he just walks in to uh, yeah, I forget to her, that, name. Um, I forget her name right her now. Yeah. Anyway, um, he's like, no, no, she's wearing her dress and is just sitting there, and I get in clothed, and they <laughs> they did it that way, and it works so well, like. It's the it's the start of that evolving character. And earlier on in the movie when he's just sort of making out with that chick on the floor and then gets a lead and just ditches her, orders uh, champagne and caviar. And uh, the, waiter for sa- one. the waiter says, yeah, for, for two? What? No, for one. Like this is just a very, very mm-hmm. different bond. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, it, it's his origin story and all, all of that. And it's... Yeah. Yeah, it's very solid. Very Good solid. start to Craig's era. Yeah, I do like to um, like similar to the train thing. I like the poker game as a kind of contained box with within which things happen. Yeah, and you yeah. get that in a train, and you get that in the poker game, like in between rounds when there's breaks and stuff. All this for sure stuff goes down. That's a good point. I like that. The hotel room is like their private room on the train. Yeah, exactly. They're yeah. like and then there's the bar cabin and, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that. And yeah, for all that, there's so much <laughs> eye and face acting, like with no dialogue or body that's happening between uh, Bond and Lashif in that card game. Yeah, yeah. The intimidation, yeah. Yeah. And Mads Mikkelsen is good. Oh, he's so good. And Mathis again. Gotta love Mathis. Shout out to Renee, whatever his name is. 
Actually, no, Renee Mathis was his name. I forget the actor's name. Anyway, well, yeah. I, I could talk about that movie all day. Go back to our first episode to listen to more thoughts on Casino Royale when we were very, very new at this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that would be fun. That'd be fun, too, for season two, just because we're so much more casual. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm sure I'm sure, like, again, I don't want to listen to the first few episodes of ours. It's probably very cringy. For us yeah, exactly. Uh, number three. Number three. My number three is Spectre. 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 My number three is Goldfinger. Goldfinger. So double discussion oh. round. We're getting down to her, but I can't. Oh, my God. Uh, Spectre coming yeah. in at number five. People are going to be pissed at this list, and I love it. I, just, I know what your I last two are probably too. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so yeah, same. Spectre. I guess I know what your number, your two are. Man, we have a good top. I, I do like our top four. I mean, it's, it's a good list. I like our list. Yeah, Spectre. Yes. Yeah, Spectre. Spectre. I I don't know what the hate's about, man. <laughs> uh, I don't either to a certain it's it's exaggerated as i've said for years now i am a big defender i love it although i had it at 17 it's just it falls apart here and there but it is so good it's similar to quantum that i just love to watch it but it's some parts just don't make a lot of sense and it's just not a tight script that's all it's just missing a few things we like any movie, like I, I have this, I think we've talked about it before, like with the DCU, if you have to watch a movie five times and fill in a bunch of blanks yourself and kind of just make a few leaps to explain things, then it's not necessarily a great movie. All that being said, I think it gets way too much hate, way more hate than it deserves. It's yeah. 100% an enjoyable, beautiful, beautifully shot, well-acted, awesome movie that I think will age well now that No Time to Die is out. I think No Time to Die helped yeah. correct a lot of the stuff. It's it's the one where, you know, I've only seen it once, and it's the one I think about most often wanting to rewatch. Well, that's so a good far. sign. Like, the pre-title, I remember being just really great. It is. And I remember there just being a lot of good scenes and action, and... He's good. I... I he's good. Everything's, like, strong. We have Q and Money Penny, and those are... I like... Because, you know, with... With Dr. No and with even like other ones, like so with Skyfall, for example, it's the introducing everything that can be awkward. Hmm. I like when things have already gotten going a bit and you like, so you know Q, you know Money Penny. Yeah. And they're here and they're doing stuff and we're all working together and, th- and things are going and we know R- Ray Fiennes is M and, e- and everything. And yeah. That was the thing with, with why it's above Skyfall, even is Skyfall was like this whole big thing where they're introducing characters and they're like bonds past and it was and i really love it but it's yeah anyway we'll talk about that after yeah specter is like i was gonna say they're all on board here we'll talk about that then but it's not a heavy-handed kind of introduction i didn't it was so subtle in skyfall introducing reintroducing these characters you didn't know mallory was gonna well we'll talk about that then yes um I don't know. Bond takes down a helicopter with a pistol from like 300 yards away. It's just because they were like, fuck, or he's flying away. How do we get him down to land on this bridge? Eh, let's just have him shoot it down with a pistol. Like they, they got lazy. It felt like I, I love a lot of it. looks amazing. Like if you were watching it. Yeah. I don't know. I was going to say watch it on mute, but that doesn't help. Cause you still see that happen. Uh, <laughs> like the whole, the, the last act is just troubling after Bond is being tortured. 
like, I don't mind his escape from the desert lair, but like I've said before, it's just hilarious to imagine Blofeld sending his cronies down to the basement of MI6 to put up all of those pictures in like the training facility. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, and yeah. I know it's silly, but like to me, that just feels like a callback to classic Bond, where things don't really need to make sense, it, and the villain is super crazy and over the top. Yeah, that's um, why I've defended it. I, I do like all classic. That. Yeah, it's just I wish the theme song was the one from Quantum instead, which was like happier and quicker, and that they just toned down the dramatic seriousness a bit since it is so silly and out there and just Blofeld's fucking bonkers. I, I wish they had gone full board, just crazy and fun. Just tried that out, but they still try to be a little dramatic and serious, you know, like the whole, he didn't need to be related to Blofeld. That's probably the biggest flaw of the Craig era was making Blofeld his adopted brother that element doesn't need to be there and it just confuses the hell out of everybody's <laughs> timeline and yeah and making him responsible Whatever, for the first man. three moves no and again I love it I'm just that is a valid complaint yeah, and yeah. it doesn't need to be there like it's not a because it's only there for people who care and it doesn't add like remember how confused JP was you're when he does the big Blofeld reveal yeah. nobody gives a fuck except for the people who have seen the movies like that the people who have seen it are just going to be annoyed at the weak shoehorning in of it and everybody else. It's not even relevant. So, so it does, I hear some of their complaints. I just don't like it because I don't like the complaints because mm-hmm. you can't go through with a fine tooth comb. All of these movies, like some of them just don't make a lot of sense, but they're still fun to watch. And this one is a hundred percent fun to watch. Like it's. Beautiful. Yeah. And, and, and to, to defend that a little bit, I think that in the modern era, which is, I don't know, I hate myself already the way I'm saying this, but um, everything is referential, right? And every and a lot of people know Bond and would know Blofeld and stuff. And, and it's not, like, with especially with the internet, it's so easy to, to watch out. an old James Bond movie or, yeah. or, to, or to find out who Blofeld is or, or whatever, right? Like, and we're just playing with that because we can and it's fun. Yeah. Right? And I, th- I think people criticize it too heavily. I completely agree that they do that and they also they feel like it was too heavily influenced by marvel trying to tie them all together to make like a cinematic universe or whatever but that's just the nature of it like some people are just impossible to please like well yeah again come back to fucking no time to die and some of these hardcore fans like why aren't there more quips oh daniel craig sucks at quips why isn't it more i don't know one of the callback to majesties or something like that than they do and they hate it or why are you doing the DB5 again? Bring of, back the DB5. Like, they're just ridiculous. It reminds me of the people who get mad at the cashier or the barista or whatever. It's like, it's not the barista or the cashier they're mad at. They're just mad. Yes. And they're just getting mad at well, someone, right? Like, it's the same kind of thing. Like, you're not going to be happy. So why are you taking it out on, you know, innocent people? Yeah. And I don't want to... Uh, well, all right. Uh, I don't want to plagiarize or whatever uh, uh matt gorley there on their review of it i completely agree with him to me like i'm an he said i'm an easy mark i'm the same like uh, we're just lucky to have these things like how dare you <laughs> demand certain things of them the fucking franchise yeah. has been going on for 60 years you know how like with one company doing it like 
you're not going to always love everyone. And if you don't like this one, go back to one that you do love. Just be grateful. They're still churning them out. It can't, yeah. if, if you're so fragile that the newest movie ruins another one for you, like grow up. <laughs> like who, who is any one random fan? Like, to have the right to demand what Bond should or shouldn't be, right? Yeah. Like, isn't the whole thing, like, the broccoli... It's, like, their legacy, if, if anyone. Oh, yeah. Like, I, it's not, like... Yeah. I saw one fan, like, Cubby would be rolling around in his grave. I'm like, oh, yeah? You think you know Cubby better than his fucking daughter? <laughs> like... Yeah. Come on, guys. Oh, it's so embarrassing. But, anyway, that's, that's yeah, sort of how I so felt weird. about Spectre forever. And I feel like I'll probably feel with no time to die as well. People are just, so, they love to hate. Mm-hmm. So why is Spectre at so low on your list, though? Because uh, I, I get your criticisms of it, but why is it so, so Well, talking low? about it now, it might be higher than a couple of these. But I, I've seen it so much because I love Daniel Craig. And I can only watch Skyfall so many times. And, and the other <laughs> ones. I, I've just watched it a lot. And I don't need to again anytime soon. Especially, it, it went lower now that No Time to Die is out, actually. I think it's a more, I don't know, I just needed to balance my list out a little bit. It's my least favorite of his movies for a few reasons. Um, uh, It loses me around Rome. There's a lull in it. It's not paced as well as his other movies. I'm bored throughout a bit of it. Um, I don't understand. Mm. When, When they get off the train and Blofeld just picks them up, yet they had Hanks on the train trying to kill them. How did they know that Bond was even going to show up? Like, watch it again. There's just some... It's just confusing. What, what I've often said about it is it's a, it's a series of amazing set pieces and scenes. But put together, doesn't equal a great movie. Like, I, I love the finale. I love him saving Madeline and jumping down that building. I love the zip tie breakout. I like him and M getting smashed into there. Uh, oh, man, the scene and wherever they were with Mr. White is one of my favorite scenes of the whole friggin' series. The you're a kite dancing in a hurricane, Mr. Bond. I love that scene. And the pre-title and the Hanks fight, all of it. But together, it doesn't make a really tight movie. And one of the worst characters ever, that C, Moriarty from Sherlock... I just hate him. And it's a tired plot. with And they did it in Skyfall. To do the, again, are... Is espionage dead? Are spies dead? What's the point? Like, we didn't need to do that again. We covered it in Skyfall. So that bugs me. But it all looks uh, great. I, I don't know. I I like I like that element of it. That not It's not just wrapped up in one movie. Yeah, all right. Now we're, like, okay with spies again. Yeah. It's like, no, the, the things aren't so clean and tidy. Yeah, like That's fair. I get that. Gotta keep I, dealing with it. Again, I... All the parts are there, like with so many movies. Like, they clearly shot a really good movie. I just don't... I think it needed one more pass on the script just to make it a bit more fluid. That's mm-hmm. all. Like I and yeah, it's not solid, but it's wonderful. <laughs> like it's a feast for the eyes, and I'm so glad Craig got to do it. Like it's a, it's fun. It has a. He drives off to the sunset. It's a happy ending. He gets the girl. Like he has tragedy after tragedy in his tenure. This one ends on a high note. He gets the bad guy, gets the girl, and he quits. So it's it's. I'm really happy he has this one, and I think it'll be important in his like five film block in, in like the tenure or whatever. But yeah. yeah, it's just not my favorite entry of his. I think that's fine, man. In that's general, fine, man. it will be higher on my list, but today it was lower for a few reasons. 
Yeah. And I'm sure it might change for me too. It's just very, like, I want to watch it again mm-hmm. pretty badly. Maybe I will. Well, we talked about that one for a while. We also, this round, uh, so my number three was Goldfinger, which you had at 16. That's funny. Our yes, so very, very similar ratio. Yeah, there, yeah. Between Spectre and Goldfinger. That's funny. Uh, everything that we said about Doctor No and from Russia with Love, plus a bit more for Goldfinger for me. It's uh, it's the one I want to watch almost the most all the time, for one reason or another. Hmm. It's uh, firing on all cylinders, and if you can like. The worst, the most egregious sexist part to me is right at the start. And yeah. if you can man just... Man talk. Man talk, yeah. If you can just get past that, <laughs> it's it's just... So, it's the best score. It's like the song is absolutely incredible. But the, the score, the, the pulse of this movie is so good. And the sets are so good. And it, I said earlier, like in The Man with the Golden Gun or whatever, a, a squaring off between... Bond and a villain. The villain's in the whole friggin' movie, right? From just post the title yeah. sequence, he's in the whole thing. It's obviously iconic. Like every quote basically comes from this movie. Uh, the the DB5 going through Europe like that, tracing Goldfinger, the Fortnite. I mean, it's it's just iconic, and it's just so much fun. It's my the next two are a little bit different, but this is like, it's the classic one I actually grew to understand. This one used to not even be in my top 10, but it mm-hmm. keeps creeping. From, you know how I said a bit ago that the only one that didn't used to be here, or there was one that used to not be in my top five, it was Goldfinger. Like I had other ones up here before, mm-hmm. but this one, yeah. Uh, like the pre-title is amazing. He is so calm and cool, even though he's kind of a useless spy in this one, he spends most of the time being captured. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, yeah, I just, I don't know. I love Sean Connery, even though he has a couple of questionable ones and like, obviously three of my last four have been his Dr. No from Rush with Love and Goldfinger were six, five and three. His other three were way the hell up there. Um, I guess it's to give him they're very different. Those Sean Connery ones and the other and the later ones. He's just he's the epitome. He is what Bond is. He's even when he's captured, he's he, he defined it. Yeah, yeah. Like and not not just with Dr. No, but with his whole tenure. And this is like kind of the peak of that in a lot of ways. I would completely say it is, yeah. Like he's still pretty cool later, but even like I said, even though he's captured the whole time, like he keeps trying to escape and doing a good job. And even when Goldfinger calls him up to have like a drink with him, he's like still trying to play mind games with him. And then obviously his seduction skills are through the chart <laughs> over the, <laughs> oh my God, I can't talk anymore. We're three hours in, um, yeah, yeah. off the charts. That's what saves the day is his through seduction skill in the, through the, through the charts. <laughs> yeah. Through the charts off the roof. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. This, I, I don't know if I was a longer term fan, I would maybe appreciate this one a bit more. And that's but for, yeah. When I wasn't a longer term fan, I didn't like it as much. And now that I like the, I have James Bond DNA at this point, like the formula it's like I said, it's so hard to articulate why the love is there, like to completely define what you need in a bond movie. But this one fucking has it. 
<laughs> it just completely has it. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, you'll see why the next two are different for me, but this one, yeah, it's easily top five. It and well, three's a good place for it. Like I said, I always want to watch this one. And it's one that Yeah, it's an, it's one of those ones I need to watch again. It's a Yeah. It's a fun Friday night movie. It's a good Sunday morning movie. It's a drinking game movie. It's pretty as long as the person you're watching with can tolerate an old movie, it's easy to follow and it's good. Like it's not confusing and you don't need to have seen the previous ones. It's just bond on a mission. Yeah. Lots of great locations. Um, yeah. I mean, we don't need to talk about Goldfinger forever. This is not a controversial opinion. It's, it's, you know, it's good. It's, it's a classic. Mm. It's just, it is what it is. The, the score though, that, really for some reason i know i'm not a big music guy but like i said the pulse of this one does it it's it's just it's got a the pacing and the pulse of this movie is so good it's just it's kinetic i love it i'm looking forward to my rewatch i'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say on your upon your rewatch yes i'm sure it'll move up yeah that's for sure cool all right what is your number two my friend i feel like this might be one we have in common on her majesty's secret service Wow. Interesting. 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 Yes. My number two is also Honor Majesty's Secret Service. I'm just now knowing what your number one is, man. Yeah. People are going to talk about this one first. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Not deservedly. I don't think Uh, I like it. Yeah, man. This one was my, also has been my number one before. I also Mm -hmm. would watch this at any point. I love that. It's a, I can at least watch it once a year at Christmas because uh, it's the only Christmas movie one. Why is that the first thing I say? Who knows? <laughs> uh, it's the first. It bit. has one of the best uh, relationship situations with the with the Tracy and absolutely. Has, you know, one of the best versions of Bond. Lazenby only got to do one, but he's just a great. Yeah. You know, he's, he's a. Great uh, Bond. I he's think sensitive. he he does he's sensitive, but also he's vulnerable. And Connery didn't do that. Craig does it a little bit. Roger Moore didn't do it. Brazi barely did it. But you know what I mean? Like he's scared when he's being chased by the henchman after he escapes. Yeah. Blofeld's lair, and Tracy saves him. And yeah, the, their relationship. There's actual character development. Like they they have a little montage where they get to know each other. Exactly. So it's it. It gives more room for all that actual relationship stuff to happen. Where in every other Bond movie, the you know the woman falls for him in like five seconds. Although <laughs> there's know. about a dozen of them who do that in this movie. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean I don't he, remember. He does just roll around each room, sleeping with all of those women after falling in love with Tracy. But that aside, <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> well. That's his work. Yeah, sense. I mean that's that's a, I don't know. exactly that's a part of his uh, CV. He has to sleep with people. That's that's one of his weapons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so. Yeah, he so he's loose too. I find it's not just vulnerability. He's like early on in the movie when he's trying to figure out who Tracy is and uh, Drago, her father's hench people keep chasing him or whatever. When they finally kidnap him, how like funny and loose he is about it. It's like, Oh, I guess we're going with you and blah, blah, blah. And uh, yeah, his action's good. Obviously it's, and it's like the first, I don't know. It was ahead of its time doing like taking a serious spin on it, ending a franchise multi-million dollar budget movie, action movie on a downer. 
is a big, bold move. Yeah, I think in a lot of ways, it's like the most experimental uh, of the movies that way. It's also very, very loyal to the book. It's like one of the most direct adaptations, which is also a bold move yeah. coming right off of Connery. Like with your first new unknown actor taking over the role of such a beloved franchise, it's bold to just go off the book. So I, I love the risks that this franchise takes. It's one of the reasons I love it so much. Yeah, and in retrospect, this is such a, a such a lovable one because it's such like a kind of ahead of its time didn't get a fair you know lazenby only got to do one and, and all the reasons behind it so yeah it's the underdog movie that aged really well because it, it was not a favorite until like the last i don't know like 10 years even like it was yeah. underappreciated and kind of on a shelf forever and now i think everybody's had some time and is re you know re-examining the whole legacy of the whole franchise and seeing this one outlier and just how good it is. And also, yeah, another one of the art films. It's just, it's very different, feels different, looks different. It's not just because it's the one-time actor, just in general, it's, it's, the style is so different for its time, especially. Yeah, they, they took a chance and it didn't pan out at the time, but us now in the future are like, that was a good chance you took. Yeah. And just so heartbreaking. Jesus, I'm looking at your number one and two. You like the heartbreak, my friend. Yeah. So our number ones, I guess. I feel bad. Like we talked about some of the... <laughs> we're, we're getting tired here, people. This, this took a while. Yes. Uh, I, yeah. I'm like, did we talk about like the man with the golden gun longer than we did on a Majesty Secret Service? But go back to that episode if you want to hear our thoughts. We loved it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who watched that one with us? Heather did, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Number ones. I guess I know through process of elimination. <laughs> and ditto. So mine is No Time to Die. And mine is Skyfall. So yes. <laughs> when I was teasing you at the start for uh, liking things that are new, boy, do you. <laughs> yeah, and I want to just straight up caveat it with it's it's brand new. And I realized also it's the only one I've seen in the theater. Right. So, of course, it's my favorite right now. Like, I just saw it in the theater, and it's brand spanking new. Uh, it looks amazing. It's the newest and most up-to-date in terms of all that stuff. So, of course, I love it, man. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to say. We just talked about it last week. We so. did just talk about it last week. And I'll only say, I'm pretty sure it's going to jump up on my mind too. Like it is sitting mm -hmm. really, really well. Like I have spent the last six years defending Spectre so much. And I don't think it's going to be nearly as difficult. <laughs> to, like any yeah. anybody who doesn't like this one just doesn't like that it got serious and sad. It is so easy to defend. It's beautiful. And like it hits everything that a Bond movie should. It's just, it's yeah. really, really fucking sad <laughs> on many levels. And the plot's good and tight and yeah. Yeah, a lot of people I think who have only seen it movie. once missed some of the plot points. It's actually really quite easy to follow except for Safin's motive after his, after the revenge, like what his motive is to, is it just world domination or to sell things? I, I don't know. Like that part is a little confusing, but... Other than that, it's it's super easy to follow. I just don't understand the villain's motive after revenge, but that doesn't really matter. 
Uh, it's something no. about playing God, I guess. Maybe because he was injured, he now wants to be God, whatever. doesn't matter. The rest of it, I mean, come at me, anybody. This movie is so fucking good. <laughs> so good. So good. Like, I... Another gripe might be that because M was so good, as in not like quality, but like a good person and moral yeah. and pro-democracy inspector, for him to take this route that he was really the one who made this weapon, that I have a few gripes with, but whatever, I, I can get over it. And but, I, it but, might be more clear the more I watch it too, that it was a screw up and he is desperate for these kind of things. Well, and you said like he's a good moral character, but it's he thinks this is the best. Like he thinks he'll save more lives doing this rather than yeah, you know, hurting people. That's why he's doing it for sure. All right, yeah, like I said, our last episode is No Time to Die, and we're gonna when we come back and do more things, we're gonna have more feelings on No Time to Die as it sits for longer. Yeah. But we did literally just talk for <laughs> that was our. Longest episode before this yeah. one. We talked for two hours about yeah, it. Yeah, so. over, over two hours, yeah. So go check that out if you want to hear our thoughts. It, I put it at seven, honestly, because I. it's funny looking at my list. I was at seven, and I was about to put Goldeneye, and I was like, uh, shit. I've, and then Quantum of Solace was after that. I'm like, man, I've already done three in the top ten, or Daniel Craig, out of his four. And I'm like, holy fuck, he's got five now. Shit, where do I put No Time to Die? And I didn't want to cross everything out. And then I looked at, you know, my top six and I was like, well, I could put no time to die ahead of Dr. No, probably. And a few of the other ones. Yeah. And it probably will eventually, but I'm happy with it at seven right now. Sweet, sweet, sweet. So the only one that a hundred percent stayed the same on this list from pre Bon Voyage and to where we are now is Skyfall for me is still my favorite. And yeah, you freaking love that movie. I freaking love that movie. It is absolutely it's all of the things that I want. It's all the feels like that James Bond DNA that I was talking about. Plus it's quality. Plus it's got great themes and the cinematography is amazing and the acting's amazing. And it just, you know, my record on this is pretty clear too. I also talked about this one ad nauseum on the Skyfall episode. It's just, yeah, it also has a downer with M dying and so much character development and, a solid, easy to follow plot, and I mean, all the things. It's it's just so good. Killer song, epic shot after yeah. epic shot, and yeah, it's just. Well, I keep saying, what are the, what's the one I want to watch the most? I would watch Skyfall That's... on repeat, basically. <laughs> I'd watch it on mute. Have you ever watched Skyfall twice in a day? No, I don't think so. There's not many movies that I would okay. watch on mute or watch with my eyes closed. And I would do that. <laughs> I would do either. Wow. Uh, maybe not with my eyes closed. Yeah. It is quite a feast for the eyes. But I, I do love this movie too, quite a lot. Mm -hmm. I think um, just from talking to you, maybe it, it has the impression of being a little overrated because okay. you love it so much. I know other people love it too. Um, well, for a long time, it wasn't. Like it wasn't as appreciated. It was among some critics and stuff. Like it had a good reception early, but people are really hard on what is perceived to be plot holes. But really, if you, there's a lot of distractions in this movie and it makes it seem mm -hmm. like there's a lot of big elaborate action set pieces and stuff that are so distracting that you miss a few key lines 
And because of that, a lot of people think that there's plot holes that there aren't. It's actually pretty easy to piece it all together if you watch it a thousand times like I have. So it it's criticized yeah, yeah. a little bit for having like some very convenient plot points and like a lot of coincidences and lucky chances and all that stuff. And also criticized yeah. because he kind of failed in the end. Like the villain did what he set out to do, which was kill him. Yeah. So there's that. But mm-hmm. it's it's my most enjoyable beloved of all of these. And I think Craig is just I mean, no time to die. He's up there. Uh, as far as performances go, like same with this one, but the, the first act when he's sort of checked out and not clean shaven and all that, when he's retraining, I, I don't know. I just love it so much. And when he goes to, uh, wherever the fuck he goes, Macau, all that, I, he's so freaking good. Yeah. And he starts to talk more in this one. He's not quite so jaded. He starts to trust people. It's, again, another very, very important character development movie, as well as everything else. The Q and the Money Penny and the fucking car and Scotland. Uh, it, yeah. It's just, yeah, I could go on and on and on. Skyfall's just dope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it Craig's whole arc is just so good for character development and and, yeah. and just the tone and the the way it's all connected, it's really beautiful. And, and Skyfall is where it really starts to take off in that realm. I, I do think uh, I'm going to yeah. try to go on a little break here now that we're done, but this winter I'm going to do the Crag ones just in order. Now that no time to die is out. Maybe when like the, mm-hmm. when the Blu-ray comes out or something, I'll watch the five of them to like shake our chronology off me and just watch Craig's era and look yeah. at it as one long movie. Cause he does have an arc and each one there is serious character development it's not just yeah. individual romps like with Roger Moore like this character develops over five movies and yeah skyfall yeah, is a it's key like part to it one, 100% the same guy every time mm. with the same relationships where the other ones aren't necessarily even like there's nothing totally there's barely anything that ties them together right the and, and yeah he straight up acts different like the man with the golden gun yeah. James Bond is not the same as the one in Octopussy <laughs> Sure, sure. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, well, that's our list. That is, Yeah. is, I've never seen the likes of our aggregate. I really like it. I can't wait to post this and hopefully get some outrage and some love. <laughs> yeah, it'll, it's got to be interesting, especially the aggregate list. Yeah, is be so our, uh, oh, this is kind of funny because I guess it's because I went second. So mine was the last one, but my 25 and my number one are the same as the aggregate. Yeah. Skyfall and diamonds are forever. Uh, I'm pretty happy with yeah. it. That's a, that's a really bottom heavy Roger Moore list. Yeah. Naturally. Should I go through the whole yeah. thing or just post it? Do a full, uh, do a full run through right now. All right. From give everyone the load from bottom to top. So diamonds are forever. Thunderball moonraker, the man with the golden gun, the spy who loved me live and let die tomorrow. Never dies. The Living Daylights, You Only Live Twice, Octopussy, For Your Eyes Only, License to Kill, A View to a Kill, Die Another Day, Quantum of Solace, and our top 10 are The World Is Not Enough, GoldenEye, Dr. No, From Russia With Love, Casino Royale, Spectre, Goldfinger, Honor Majesty's Secret Service, No Time to Die, and Skyfall. Beautiful. That is the product 
of seven months of Bon Voyage. That's our order. <laughs> wow. What a, what a voyage. Those are our favorite stops. So, yeah, we don't need to get too uh, sentimental or whatever. We will absolutely be back for some specials and stuff. But how, how are you feeling in general yeah. about your voyage, buddy? It's a little surreal to come <laughs> to the end of it. Uh, I was, I don't know if this is on air or not, but I was saying how I'm still, I'm such a, like, I'm kind of a reluctant fan, but I'm undoubtedly a fan now. You can't, I'm, I'm, yeah. you probably can't help, but like, you know, feel some, um, affection for the character anyway, but just even that, that, if yeah. there's a lot that you don't like, but if, like I said, it's kind of like defending siblings. If you heard any slander from like a friend of yours, you might correct them despite yourself. <laughs> Well, exactly, and, and reluctance not even the right word because I, I, I was probably reluctant at first, but it's more like I didn't, I almost didn't have a choice. Yeah, like this, this I, I agreed to get on the, the cruise ship for our <laughs> voyage or whatever, and I've been cruising, right? Yeah, and now I can't help but be like, wow, that was a fun cruise. Yeah, Maybe yeah, I'll yeah. go on a cruise again. There was uh, some inclement weather, and it was the the seas were a little rough from time to time. But in, on this end of it, it yeah. was awesome, and yeah, kind of. I mean, in the in a world of achievements, it might not be a high one, but getting through this, putting out an hour plus a week, sometimes more. That's that's quite something. Yeah, and watching twenty five. Like I've watched all of the James Bond movies. <laughs> There's not much that I've watched all of. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it's I've awesome. seen all I've, of these movies. I've never done them. In an order. Like I, you, so before A View to a Kill, you went back and watched some crags. I didn't watch any of these movies out of order. Like I, like I didn't watch another mm -hmm. one in between our viewings. I actually stuck to it. So I've never before watched all 24 without having gone back to one of the other ones. If you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I have my, like my regulars that I would watch, you know, maybe once or twice a year here and there or whatever, and like never touch Thunderball or Diamonds Are Forever, or some of the, you know, more obscure ones. So I've never watched all 24 in order before. Like I've never done like a release order or made up chronology or anything like that before. This is the first time doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm honestly excited to now go and be able to pick and choose and watch the ones I want to watch in yeah, whatever yeah. order and re repetition I, I see fit. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm happy we did it. I'm certainly uh still very much a Bond fan. There my order changed a bit. I'm certainly solidly I always kind of knew this, but Roger Moore is not my Bond. <laughs> That's for yeah, sure. Same. He he might be my least favorite and I love him. Like I have affection for him. I love his spirit and that smile and I enjoy his movies. It's just not what I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we'll do like kind of a bond ranking, but he's definitely on the bottom. Yeah. We, well, we could do a whole bunch of rankings one day, maybe when we're, when we want to revisit <clears throat> or save that for another run or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's a hard one. Mm-hmm. Well, well, it's been real, buddy. What a voyage. It's been real. <laughs> what a voyage. Can't believe it's over. Yeah. Well, but it's but it's not over. It's not over. It's, it's not just over. this this leg of the journey is 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 complete. Yeah. I feel like we achieved something getting here and doing the ranking is nice. There's a nice little bow on this first leg. 
Yeah, we, mission complete. Yeah, we can safely hang up our hat and give Money Penny a nod and step out the door for a little while. Head to Jamaica for a bit of a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. We can go to the beach. That's right. Now that winter is almost here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's cold now. Yeah. Oh man. Well, uh, yeah. Let us know what you think of our list. I'm sure you uh, are delighted and completely appalled at the same time so yes. you know send us a I'm message sure you have an or, opinion. <laughs> or send us your list we'd love to discuss them sometime follow us on instagram or twitter yeah. at 007 bon voyage or email us 007 bon voyage at gmail.com and not next week but at some point bon voyage will return <laughs> yeah so bon voyage everybody bon voyage Oh, jeez, Louise. <laughs> <laughs>